Hello, folks. Well, it has been a while. It's been a year and like two, three months since I've done a podcast. And the last time I did it, the reason I started is I was kept iterating through businesses. Nothing really felt right. Nothing really felt like it was worth asking for money for you know even though I do good work and I do have value to add I've never been able to ask for money for my work and some people would say that's a weakness but uh, I disagree I don't I think money is uh, at least our current money is toxic and I think if you buy into that system you buy into something toxic um and done well without so I'm gonna keep going on that train but the reason I started the podcast is because I was inspired just to give freely just to give without expectation um and it really worked it really helped um I just sat down and I realized what what's the most valuable thing I have to give? And the answer I came up with was um, my thought patterns and the work I've done on myself to, you know, to, I guess, to make myself a good person, uh, an effective person. Um, I like to dig deep on things and find truth. Um, And really what I've been trying to do my whole life is trying to deconstruct reality. I've always known there's some order, um, some, you know, right way and wrong way to do things. And that's become very apparent in the last two years. Um, And I've noticed that people enjoy hearing what I have to say, so there must be something good in it. And uh, whenever I uh, put out a podcast, uh, really good things seem to happen. So um, it's been quite the year, but... uh, I've got a lot of projects on the go. Um, got a social movement, Save Canada, um, that uh, I've recently stepped away from and left in the very capable of hands of the uh, uh, the Canadian people. Um, and uh, a map called the Freedom Map that highlights all the businesses in uh, you know in Canada and the U.S. and growing worldwide that support freedom and human rights and despite the fact that the site is completely broken like does not work at all somehow it's still the fastest growing website in the country like I go on and look at the view numbers and it's astounding and like again the site doesn't work like it's broken it's a map and you can't load the map it's a business listing and you can't load the business listings so it's really speaks to the fact that we're seeing a really huge shift in humanity. Um, so this podcast is going to be about how to make change. Um, and you can, and really with these big projects on the go, and really there's nothing I can add at the moment. Uh, I've been sitting around for the last couple of weeks, um, feeling kind of weird. You know, sometimes I will wait for things to move and nothing's really moving. So I've decided I'm, you know, I'm bored. I'm, uh, not really doing much while I wait for the, you know, uh, the world to collapse in on itself and wait for this new world to kind of manifest out of it. So might as well, uh, keep creating things. So here we are at another podcast. And this one, as I said a second ago, is going to be about wiping your screen on your computer. It's going to be about creating change. Um, so 
Most people think that if they want to make a really big change, they have to think really big and, you know, find the biggest problem they can and bite it off. And usually I've noticed some of the pitfalls people fall into are, um, it's not wrong. You do have to think big, but you can never solve a big problem right off the bat. I've never seen it done. Um, you can only ever solve a problem that's personal to you because as soon as you try to get numbers involved and talk about what is a big problem, um, usually you fall prey to external validation, good or bad, uh, or sorry, positive or negative, not good or bad. Um, you know, either, oh, there's this big problem that everybody cares about and, you know, that would be like a negative external validation on you, like a big pressure, like, you know, someone's trying to force you to get vaccinated. Um, or it could be a positive external validation, you know, like a big exciting like social movement or, uh, uh, you know, some market trend and you're like, oh, well, everybody wants to buy this thing, so I should, you know, capitalize on that, right? And that, that almost never works because external validation doesn't last too long. It always dissolves. But if you, the closer something is to your heart, the easier it is to stay motivated because, uh, you know, it's really hard to do anything. It's really hard to exist, like, you know, um, the first part of last year, I really didn't do much. I, uh, I sold my share in my last company and, uh, I got a settlement and, you know, so I didn't need to work. So for the first time in a long time, I sat down and did nothing and really focused internally. And we'll get to that in a second, but essentially, even though I was doing, you know, the least I could do, like, you know, just like a lot of walks in nature, a lot of meditating, a lot of, you know, just like sitting and staring at the wall and just thinking and trying not to think and, you know, I really had no responsibilities and uh, no commitments. And even that was difficult, right? Like it's just as painful to get up in the morning and work hard or do nothing. Um, and they're both really important, but um, the point being, if you're gonna do something, it's gonna be hard. And so the closer it is to your heart, the easier it is to stay motivated when it gets hard. Because um, if you do something for external validation, when things get hard, you know, if you're not really into it, if your heart's not in it, um, it's probably just going to fall apart, you know, under external pressure. Whereas if you're following your own internal guidance, you know, you have infinite courage and you have infinite um, motivation to um, express yourself. Um, you just need to figure out how to do that. Um, so... How to change the world. Here's the actionable steps. Um, really what change is, is the, I like to think about external, internal, right? Um, so internal would be like following your, uh, your heart and your, so your, your mind is basically what perceives the external world. It's kind of like the window between the internal and the external. Um, and then your heart is kind of the source of yourself, right? It's where your being, your creativity, like who you are, your, your personalities, where all that stuff comes from. Um, and then, uh, I haven't figured out the lower part quite as, as well yet, but it, you know, your gut seems to be a backstop, uh, a protective mechanism. Like for me, I'll, I'll get a gut feeling like when I'm worrying too much or, um, being too negative or overthinking, things like that. Um, but when you create, it always comes from your heart. It's always that kind of center point of your body. Like if you look at it in terms of chakras, which people think it's woo-woo, it's really just the map of your spiritual body, just like you have a map of, you know, your skeleton and your organs and your, you know, your physical body. Um, 
it's the center is your heart. And so all change in my experience comes from your heart. It comes from not tolerating something bad or trending towards something good. You know, your heart says, I really like this, follow it. Or it says, Hey, this is pretty rough. You should get away from here. Um, so when you follow your heart, it's going to show you things that are good and bad. And often, you know, it's easy to follow something that's good. Like if something feels good, you're going to do more of that. Most of us are. Um, what most people have trouble with is when your heart shows you something bad, it's really easy to shy away from that. And we've seen that, um, where a lot of people aren't following their hearts and they're, you know, ignoring the reality of the world. They're ignoring the scarier parts of, you know, if it's not about a virus, what is it about? That's, that's really scary for a lot of people. Um, so it does take work to follow your heart, but when you do that, what will happen is your heart will tell you, you know, hey, you shouldn't be doing this job or uh, you should be in this relationship or you shouldn't or it will tell you or, uh, you know, those are simple examples. But for all of us, it's different. It's always very personal, too. And it's always, you know, it's often something that is counterintuitive when you look at society. Right. Um, you know, like when you follow your heart, it's going to tell you things and you're going to be like, really? Like that goes against everything I've been taught. But when you follow that. Um, that's really where change comes from. And as you follow that, your life gets better. You know, you might just as a random example, that's not tied to anyone. And actually it is tied to a lot of my friends who lost their jobs. Um, when you follow your heart and you say, I'm not going to get vaccinated, I'm going to lose my job. I have so many friends who, yeah, they've endured hardships, but they are so much happier and better off now. Um, at least, you know, looking at them and talking to them and asking them, it was a hundred percent the right choice. And, you know, society would say, oh, you lose your job. You're going to go broke and die in the streets. And, you know, it just, uh, fate has a funny way of working out when you follow your heart. I've learned that. Um, but it really comes down to, um, and, and what it will do is force you to confront problems. Um, and this is where, this is where people get scared and people, when they get scared, they overthink and they default back to their head over their heart and they'll think, oh, well, this doesn't add up to the numbers or this is such a small problem. It's a waste of my time to try and solve it. Um, but when you listen to that, it works out in unexpected ways. So I told you that. Um, I was part of creating this social movement, Save Canada, which has grown massive. You know, we've, uh, we're, you know, we're not, I won't, I'm not going to measure anything, but we're really doing our part. And it really seems to be bringing a lot of hope to a lot of people. So I'm proud of the work we've done. Um, and then I created a website that almost accidentally, and this was with the help of a lot of people. Um, but even still a website that's currently completely broken, fastest growing website in the country. And I looked back over the last couple of weeks and said, you know, how did this all happen? And it really all came from solving a really simple, really human problem where I came back to Nova Scotia, December, 2020 for Christmas with my family. I drove back cause I was kicked off an Air Canada flight for uh, not wearing a mask, even though I did like 40 hours of paperwork and excuse my English bullshit to just to, to do my diligence and do my part to play their game. 
Um, anyway, they kicked me off the flight. They were extremely rude. Um, I don't blame them. You know, people are scared these days. I can't judge their actions, but it didn't make me feel very good. Um, Air Canada, if you're listening, um, you got some wrongs to right. Um, and I drove home across the country from Vancouver to Halifax, and I said, all right, I'll be here for a month, and I'll stay until the world goes back to normal. And I figured with the U.S. election, things would go back to normal, and they didn't, so here we are. But when I first came back, I said, okay, well, what's the one thing I'm missing in my life? And I'd been traveling a bunch, and I uh, moved to a new city in Vancouver, and the biggest thing missing from my life was a social circle. And so I said, okay, well, you know, having friends is illegal right now. Having parties is illegal. Um, and that kind of makes it more fun. So I'm just going to have my friends over regardless of the consequences, because that's what I need right now. And that's the right thing to do. And there's no reason not to. Um, and so for New Year's Eve, my friend Nelson uh, hosted a party at his house and you know i think there were like a dozen of us and it was awesome it was a really good party um and we said you know this was so awesome let's keep doing this every weekend and um we did and you know first there were you know that was a bigger party right and then you know we'd get like four or five of us or half a dozen every weekend you know every friday without fail and we just kept having parties and then it started to grow and we'd have 10 or 15 or um people started to realize like, oh, wow, I was missing this. And I do need people around me who, um, you know, think like me and agree that, you know, our social lives and our, our families and our communities and friends are, are more important than, you know, whatever bogus science. Um, and we said, you know, external validation would tell us we're doing the wrong thing, but we're not worried about that. We know in our hearts that it's the right thing to build a community and to build a friend group. And, we all know right and wrong, and uh, we all decided what we were doing is right. But that also helped us um, to bond together, right? It was it was a bond around an idea of right and wrong. It was the fact that we could talk to each other openly and transparently and not be worried about offending each other or say the wrong things. So it wasn't just a friend group. It was the fact that we all shared um, a common worldview and we all really valued truth, the truth of doing the right thing. Um, and what this did is it went and echoed outward and, you know, we would, we were so happy about it, so excited about it. We told our friends and our families and, you know, some of them thought we were crazy and some of them decided to show up. And about three months into this, um, I connected with this, uh, this girl, uh, Morgan, who's now a really, really good friend of mine. And she said, hey, can I host the party at my place? And I don't even know if she had even come to a party at this point. I feel like she had maybe. But anyway, uh, I was like, who's this girl? Like, um, you know, who does she think we is? she is? We've got a good thing going. But uh, we showed up to her place. And uh, long story short, Morgan's awesome. And she's got all kinds of great friends. And... Um, uh, you know, who are now my friends, and uh, we had created this thing out in the middle of nowhere having our parties, and then other people started latching on and saying, wow, this is awesome, I want to help, you know, people like Morgan who said, you know, let's host at my post, it's a house, it's awesome for parties, and it was, and so now it wasn't just 10 people or 15, it was, you know, 20 and 25, and we actually made national news um, one day, it was, uh, it was quite an awesome party, um, and 
out of this, then we started, you know, becoming more active in rallies. And there was another group of folks having, you know, rallies, freedom rallies in town. And, um, you know, and then we started going to their things and they started coming to our parties. And um, it was really just centered around doing the right thing, you know, building a community and having fun. And, you know, because uh, one big thing about the world today, it seems like it doesn't want you to have fun. Anything uh, fun seems, you know, really, really, uh, you know, fulfilling and wholesomely fun seems to be illegal so we said you know what we don't care if it's illegal we're, we're going to do the right thing and um so for me um it was really a personal problem it was i wasn't having enough fun fun um i lost a bunch of friends at least temporarily so i was going to make some new friends and uh you know rekindle some uh build build closer friendships with some old friends and um and then it started to grow and we, you know, we got more people on board and uh, the parties were such a central point that, you know, other people stepped up and added what they could, like a place to host or more new friends or uh, like a sound system, uh, you know, uh, um, good food. Um, and it, was, it really grew organically. Um, and again, keep in mind, this all came from solving a simple problem and you know i added my part which was my solution to the problem some of my friends uh my buddy zach um he wanted something to stand for right zach's a really principled guy and um there he wanted a way to show who he was and be proud of who he was and maybe he might say it slightly differently but uh, i'm trying to be flattering and so Zach started selling hats. Um, he had a bunch of legal fees for some silly COVID tickets for the fake virus. And um, so he wanted to pay his legal fees. So he started making patriotic hats that said, you know, make Canada strong and free again. And uh, Nelson and I and Zach came up with this. Uh, Nelson came up with the slogan of Save Canada. And we put that on a hat. And I started wearing it out to stores. And all of a sudden I wasn't the weirdo who wasn't wearing a mask. I was like someone who stood for something. And, you know, I clearly wasn't going to argue about medical exemptions or whatever. It was like, no, I, I know what's, you know, it was, it was a, uh, a symbol of morality. It was a symbol that I know right and wrong. Um, and so Zach was really passionate about creating this symbol. And, you know, uh, I said, well, let me help you out with that. And um, did my best to help spread the symbol and show how much I loved it and what it meant to me. And, you know, we built, uh, you know, basically built a, built that and then started selling hundreds of hats and t-shirts and we got flags made in Canada and you know stickers and bumper stickers and um, all kinds of things and people really took it and ran with it and we poured a bunch of love and attention into it and made videos and motivated people and inspired people and spoke at rallies and excuse me and so that was another small idea. Zach just wanted, um, you know, Zach likes making clothing and he likes um, expressing himself, I guess. You know, I'm just trying to, we'll have to get him on the podcast here at some point and he can talk about his own motivations, but he was solving his own problem, which was, um, he, yeah, I, you know, I guess he wanted a symbol. And so then the symbol and, you know, the, the community came together and all of a sudden we're all wearing this symbol and we're all really proud of it and we're all really proud of who we are and what we've created. Um, and as more and more people started joining, um, you know, we started handing out hats and shirts to like business owners. And um, one day I went into um, a music store along in McQuaid and Dartmouth with my friend Chelsea and they freaked out at us. They lost it at us. And 
um, they were screaming and we're going to call the cops and you know I'm not I'm not about to um, make someone tolerate me like if, if I'm not wanted somewhere I'll walk out so I just you know we, we left but that inspired me that um, hey we need a listing of all these businesses that are gonna you know let us show our faces and respect our freedom and um, created a uh, created just a simple Google map of all the um, businesses that I knew that would let me in like different you know even places like Walmart or Superstore or like big businesses um, like big multinationals and national chains but where the staff were nice to me and then smaller businesses as well um, and within the first month we got like 20,000 views in the Halifax area and I was like ho ho okay we've <laughs> we're on to something here people like this and um then we expanded it out across Canada and just went through different like Facebook groups and all these, uh, this was at the time vaccine passports were coming through in Canada. And so a lot of people jumped on that wave and um, we went around and um, added businesses from different Facebook groups. And then in the second month, like October, we got 550,000 views. And I was like, okay, 20,000 to 550,000, all because I was solving my own problem, which was, I just wanted to know which businesses actually wanted my money and who was actually going to stand up for what was right. And, um, and then in the third month in like November, December, we got like 900,000 views and someone actually, because we were solving our own problem, which was like a, a problem for so many other people. Um, uh, a, a now a good friend of mine came to me and he said, Hey man, I was working on a site a lot like yours, but, um, you know, I'm not really super passionate about that, you know, the whole thing. I'm a really good web developer and I love freedom and, but I think you do much better, um, you know, with managing the whole thing, I guess. And, and we'll, uh, we'll have to see if he wants to come on. He likes to remain anonymous, but so he donated us the website and now all of a sudden we had a real website, not just like a Google map. Um, and then, uh, you know, it kind of, we, we spent some time developing it and a lot of people volunteered to help uh, transfer all the businesses to the new website. And what happened was it sat for a bit and we, you know, we handed out some posters and um, all of a sudden uh, in early January, it blew up at a bunch of, you know, on a bunch of different Facebook groups, people found out about our, about our website and we were getting like, so in the first month we got 20,000 views Second month, 550,000. Third month, 900,000 views. So pretty crazy growth for a small country like Canada. Um, come early January, we were getting hundreds of thousands of views every single day to the point where it broke the website. And that's when the website stopped working. And even still, I can, you know, I can see the analytics on the back end. We're just getting thousands and thousands of views a day on a broken website. So, and it says on the front page, it says, you know, check back, we're going to fix this eventually, but it, you know, it's, it's insane. And this all, these, this all came from my desire to have friends, right. And other people's desires to, you know, to build symbols or to, you know, be able to go to a store and feel welcome. Right. And it was all of us were focused on the problems that meant the most to us and came together centered around this belief and truth and you know love and having fun and like all these really cliche like wishy-washy kind of words but all of our all of us solving our own simple personal problems intersected in such a way that we're really creating 
for you know for us it's just solving our problems and making us feel good and you know useful and happy at night when we go to bed but what it's starting to become is it's starting to become this tapestry and this mesh of creating a new structure for living right it's like you get banned from a store so you make your own store you're not allowed to have parties so you do it uh you know you're not allowed to go to like a bar or a club so we just you know essentially made our own um thanks dan and morgan you guys are awesome um and uh you know we didn't have any symbols to stand for right like the one of the big things we did was uh the save canada day party because the uh you know the mainstream media and the government they wanted to cancel canada day and say it was racist and whatever so we said well forget that we you know we've got our own flags and symbols we're gonna save canada day and uh, we had this crazy beach party and, you know, there were like uh, probably about 50 of us and um, met a bunch of great new friends. And, uh, um, you know, somebody, we had a little speaker and uh, my buddy Mark brought a massive speaker and then the party was better. And, um, you know, uh, Mark is a really good storyteller and he just wants to tell stories that matter. And so, you know, he started shooting videos and producing interviews and, you know, that helped us grow again, helped us, uh, you know, reach and help more people. And it created this, this snowball effect, this momentum of just doing the right thing in the face of evil um, and against all odds. And, you know, it really was a, a genesis, a creative process where we each individually at some point said, hey, I'm unhappy. I'm going to, you know, Mark was really scared, for example, that he would lose clients um, because he'd stand up for what was right. And a lot of people were too scared to do that or, you know, whatever their motivations are. But he eventually he just said, you know what, I can't I can't deny this anymore. Um, and then we found out after the party, we thought it was about 40 or 50 people. We found out afterward that there were over 100 people at the beach with us. And they were just kind of off to the side because they didn't know if we were going to get arrested for having an illegal party or but but people were observing from, you know, their own position. Um, so creating change, I guess, another part of it is being authentic. And I hope I'm illustrating and just to take a little to step back to do a recap i hope i'm being uh, uh clear that it's really about solving your own problem um like for me once i had a community around me um and i was happy you know i started looking around at what's next to solve and you know i, I decided to help zach with save canada um put as much, you know, as I could into that, did that pretty much full time, him and I, and we, we did all kinds of stuff. We tried to start political parties and, you know, that wasn't really the right move. It didn't fit what we were trying to do. Um, and we met friends that, that way doing that. And we helped other people to start political parties and that went really well. Um, and, uh, you know, they're all, I'm sure there's other things we tried and failed at, you know, um, but once, we had that symbol to stand for and we had a, a larger movement that was, you know, just in my friend group, right? Like I just needed people to be friends with and, you know, have fun with and laugh with and talk about problems with and intimate things. And then it became bigger than that with like the social movement where we wanted, um, you know, people who aren't necessarily like super close friends, but, uh, or even like a hundred percent aligned with our views. Right. Cause even, even my best friends aren't a hundred percent aligned with me. But people who were kind of, you know, at a, a larger circle outward, we said, okay, well, we have something really good. How can we communicate that? How can we share that and give that to a larger group of people? 
um, you know, who might not want to come out and party with us or spend time with us every weekend, you know, because they have lives or kids or, you know, just, you know, it's not their thing. But how can we share this? The And we tried to distill the good, the best parts of what we had that were unique and distill them out to more people. And that became the symbol of Save Canada. Um, and then um, with the Freedom Map, with the businesses, um, it was, uh, you know, now that we had a lot of people on side and we had, you know, this group of people that believed in freedom, we said, okay, well, you know, that's all, that's both, you know, um, that, that's a lot of people, you know, it, it opened up a new possibility, but it was all, and it was like, okay, well, what's the biggest problem that I have now that, and my, it's almost like my, my circle, my family, my community grew and as I took responsibility for my own problems, uh, you know, I was more content. I, you know, had a good time sleeping at night and um, I was able to give more to other people because I filled my own cup. And, you know, like having um, having somewhere to uh, like like a store where I don't have to wear a mask. Like I've, I haven't worn a mask in like two years. Like I, I think I did four times for a grand total of maybe like 20 minutes and eventually I just swore I wasn't going to do it again. Um, you know, regardless of whatever situation, whether it was on a plane or in a courtroom or whatever, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like there's, you know, and I just, I just made my choice. Um, and anyway, so like, you know, to me having personally having friends was a bigger problem than, and having something to stand for and like, you know, a, a structure and a worldview was a bigger problem for me um, then, you know, I don't mind confrontation, right? But it's still unpleasant. Like, I'll go into a store and tell them that I have human rights and I'm not going to wear a mask. And most of them respect me eventually, but it is painful and it's confrontational and it's a lot of energy to, like, you know, take someone being angry at you and, and giving you negativity and to not project that back because then that you ends up in, you know, a fist fight or violence or death or, you know, whatever else. Um, but eventually I solved all the deeper problems uh, and maybe deeper is the wrong word, the more pressing problems. And I was able to look around and say, okay, well, a lot of people have this problem. A lot of people hate the masks and stuff, but, um, aren't as willing to get into continual confrontations like I am. They just want to go about their business and they, you know, they don't want to have to deal with it for whatever reason. Um, so, but eventually the problem came up. It was still a personal problem, but with the freedom app, we were able to impact even more people at once. Um, and so it really comes from digging deep in yourself. And, you know, I'm talking about it in like a, a sense of like what I needed as an individual, but you can apply this in, uh, you know, in your company, right? Maybe there's some structural thing with your company where they don't, I don't know, maybe they don't treat the sales staff properly or, you know, whatever it is that's close to your heart, right? Or maybe it's in your uh, relationship with your girlfriend and there's something that's been eating away at you and you don't know how to say it and you know um just like just get it out right and um it might nuke the relationship uh but you know whatever's meant to be will be so you know it wasn't if it if it's meant to be it'll work through and if it's not it'll work through in a different way so um but most people are too comfortable with you know, they'll like superficial changes and they'll try to avoid and procrastinate against that big change in their heart. And for me right now, um, 
I've been saying, well, I did all this work, um, you know, like in the last like year or like 10 years where, and I said, okay, well, you know, I built this website and, um, that went well. And I helped build this social movement. I, you know, I did hours and hours of work and driving and, you know, uh, structuring and thinking and talking to people and actually doing work and um you know just putting effort in I I sat back and I said well okay like you know nothing's things things seem stuck right and I looked at what I wanted in my own life and what I was missing and you know I had a a, a couple nudges from uh people I I uh, really respect their opinion and um I realized I wasn't being creative enough. Like I genuinely like creating things and I was kind of sitting back and waiting for the other creations to kind of pan out and just kind of doing nothing. And, uh, you know, I guess I was, I was kind of hiding from, I was, I was, I was expecting something. I was like, well, I did all this stuff. Like I expect, um, you know, a reward and that's really not how it works. If you ever have expectations, it'll, uh, it'll fail. Like, even though I know, like, I know intellectually, you know, like I'm, I'm giving all this stuff away. Um, I do give without expectation intellectually, I guess, but it's, it's still hard to like unwind and undo that patterning that society teaches you. You have to expect, or old society gets used to teach, uh, or I picked up from it at least that you have to expect things in return. Like you have to be transactional but I just like to create and I find when I create most freely and without expectation, that's when my life is the best. And again, I don't do it for the reward, but I find the greatest rewards come uh, from creating, whether it's, you know, internal and it's purely just feeling good or whether it's, you know, unexpected, you know, rewards in some way. Um, so I was sitting around realizing like, well, I'm not creating enough. I don't feel good about myself. Um, I'm, you know, sitting around kind of waiting and that's not very, uh, not very masculine. So, um, let's get to work. And, um, this podcast really, uh, made me happy. It really, uh, helped a lot of people from what I can tell. Well, it didn't help a lot of people, you know, barely got any views, but the pe but the concentration of people who said, wow, this was, uh, you know, profoundly helpful to me. And it was only a few people, but it was so profound that, um, and I walked away from it cause, um, I had bigger problems to solve at the time. You know, I, I went inward and solved some more personal problems and learned how to love myself. But now, um, kind of to the theme of this episode is, um, I'm looking around and I've solved all those internal problems and I'm happy and I love myself and, you know, I have great relationships and, um, uh, now the most profound problem I have is I have a desire to create and I have a desire to help people and, um, you know, help myself first. And now, now I have free time, so I want to help other people. Um, and, uh, so my goal with this podcast where there's a lot of people out there who are really frustrated with the government and with the media and with, you know, whoever you're frustrated with and you can't, you feel like you can't do anything about it. Um, there is something you can do and notice how I started with a personal problem, which was that, um, I want more and closer friends who can form a community, right? Which we agree on, you know, a core set of beliefs that make us feel good and that we know are right despite opposition. Um, 
So I started with this very personal problem and now it's created a national movement. It's inspired other people to take action. It's just like they've inspired me, but you know, we, it's, uh, we, we all do our part, right? Like I, I have, um, you know, helped other people to take action, um, and created the fastest growing website in the country. And this has had its part to play in changing the social order, right? You can see how it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, just from one person following their heart. And I, and this doesn't show you the background of, you know, probably the last uh, 10 years since I woke up and realized that, um, you know, there are evil forces out there, right? That's, I think, a big problem today is a lot of people don't want to admit that there's evil, like in the government or whatever. Um, and if they do admit that they're bad, well, it's not evil. And well, it's only a few people. And um, as soon as you try to deny evil, that's where it hides. So anyway, I realized that there's a deep evil in the world like 10 years ago, right? And that put me on a, a chain of events where um, I had to heal a lot of stuff within myself first and change a lot about myself. And now that's starting to pay that compound interest where now, because I've put all this work into myself, I was selfish for, you know, selfish, which is, you know, I think that's a big... Uh, I think that's a big lie is I think you need to be selfish. You need to fill your own cup first. Um, is, uh, and once you do that, you can start to fill others' cups and you got to, sometimes you've got to step back and refill your cup. Like, uh, from, you know, January through to like March or April or May or June, even I think like January to June of 2021, I didn't do anything. Like I barely did anything. I just focused on filling my own cup. And, you know, simple things like getting fit and going for walks and, um, you know, just really introspecting and, and healing myself and taking a pause and taking a break because I'd spent, you know, five years working on a startup company and working really hard. And then I spent another two years broke um, fighting legal battles against the company. And so when January hit, I had a lot of rest to catch up on. And so it's not about always trying to, again, it's not about that external validation. It's not about serving others. It's about serving yourself to the point where you're healthy enough to serve others because if you're out trying to um serve others first and trying to predict what they want it's not going to work you have to give the best of you and give the healthiest of you to others um so very simple process it's been a lot of fun and it's been really emotionally moving for me and I'm so glad I've met all these people um and to sum up my last point is you know I spent a lot of time creating um and then I kind of took a step back and started getting expectation that those creations would pay off but that's not why I did that I did that you know to make myself uh, feel good. And, um, you know, part of that is that other people feel good, right? Like we're humans, we're meant to help others. Um, but I got caught up in the expectation that, you know, somehow the universe, God, the world, other people, whoever owed me something for it. And like, I knew that wasn't true. It's not like I go around expecting things from other people, but like I was confused why I wasn't um, getting anything. And I realized that, because that's not the point. The whole point is to 
you know, to give when needed and to take rest when needed. But I realized that I'm just here to give. And so here we are back to the podcast. Um, this is my favorite way to give to others. And um, it uh, feels really good. And uh, I really uh, feel like I'm following my heart and giving this to you. So thank you, everyone. I uh, love you all. And uh, let me know if I can help.